Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Hammerlock Hangover. I am Steve, and I am joined by my wrestling podcast tag team partner. I feel like I we should big that up more because, you know, like kind of like the New Day do. Like, we need to work, you know, I'll, I'll work on something. But my tag team partner is Jeff. Jeff, what's going on, brother? Yeah, you know, you're right, because I think most people think that you're Shawn Michaels and I'm just like Diesel or something. <laughs> That's how we high when we see each other. That's exactly how we high five. Exactly, and and that's how we look because I'm seven feet tall. I I get on a milk crate and then you just you. Oh no, wait! I'm supposed to be the Shawn Michaels, right? Right. You, you just wear like a, a see through sequin shirt and get on your knees and flex. Yep, that's right. I mean, I'm I'm almost all 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 the time on my knees. Yep, sexy boy. Sexy. Woo woo woo. <laughs> yeah, we we woo, we, woo, can, woo. we can work on something. So, do you want to talk about Comic Con first, or do you want to talk about my latest misadventures with La Sicaria? Um, before we jump into that, I say let's start with La Sicaria, and then we can talk about Comic Con. I've got my own stories about a the AEW booth uh, and some uh, wrestlers that I ran into on, at Comic Con. But um, before we get into that, let's uh, thank everybody for listening and tuning in. Our numbers just keep going up and up and up and up. It's just like that Cardi B song, right? How does that go again, Jeff? Level up. Level up. <laughs> level up. No, I thought, no, that's not level up. That's a different other song. The Cardi, B, Cardi is, B songs am I supposed to know? All of them. The answer is all of them. Oh. Cardi B is uh, when it's up, when it's up, when it's up, it's up. Oh, yeah, that's the Viagra commercial song, right? <laughs> that's right. Absolutely. That's what it should be. Should be, or Cialis at least. Or at least Roman ED or MD, whatever that that telehealth thing is. All right, so yeah, cool. Um, I guess I, I have failed Cardi B once again, um, which explains why she has evaded my sack of marriage one more time. Um, so yeah, so La Sicaria, as we know, is still traipsing around in South America. And this week has been a week of, you know, I'll just say unreasonable expectation. So first she tells me she's going to come home today, which is Thursday the 7th. Then it turns out that she was just going to Guayaquil on Thursday, which is where the airport is, and that she was going to fly out technically Friday a.m., like 12.50 or 12.05 a.m., and would be back tomorrow, Friday. Well, now it turns out, conveniently enough, it's not until Saturday. But somehow she doesn't have to pay for the hotel night tonight because, you know, if somebody got the flight information wrong hotels famously just say oh it's comp it's on us just stay an extra night no problem we're so happy to have you here so i'm smelling a a, a raton puffo in a loud here. <laughs> so oh, you're, you're saying that you're 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 alluding to uh our our friend our buddy not really <laughs> Lanny Puffo. Uh, slash does barely knows who i am uh leaping lanny puffo yes that's the one that's right. Wow. Le Leap and Lanny Poffo are vendetta. Is it? No, not a vendetta. It's a, uh, a, a story arc. Is that it? It's a story arc. I, I suppose it's a, it's a it's a rivalry of sorts, though. There it's a cold rivalry. It's a cold war. It's not a shooting war. Um, so I'm suspicious. I mean, the only the only thing that's going for me is that my ace in the hole, uh, Juventud Sicario, is with her. And he will definitely rat out 
Lanny Poffo if, if that's the case. So he's he's definitely in my corner. Then again, he's a Sicario, so you really can't trust them. So I don't know. I don't know what to think. We'll we'll know more on Saturday. So tune in again, guys. Thank thank you for the prayer circle. I have a feeling that's why our, our listenership is going up because of the prayer circles ever expanding. I think it's just that this uh, wrestling angle on our podcast is just so enthralling that they need to figure out whether you're going to lose your girlfriend to Lanny Poffo, the macho man's brother in Ecuador of all places. Ragnar Lothbrok, Thor Odinson, (laughs) Zeus Enlil, please assist me. You're you're praying to Zeus from Mm. No Holds Barred. Horus Osiris. Horus? Wasn't Horus one of... uh, Anamze. Wasn't Horus uh, one of Brutus Beefcake's... uh, Alter egos when he joined the uh, the Dungeon of Doom. I don't. He had a lot. He was the Zodiac. He was the Boogeyman. I mean, he, I mean, he, he had like a. I mean, the guy had more gimmicks than anyone else I can ever th- that I could think of, um, and still only one barely got over. You know, now that you mentioned that, what do you think was wrong with me? Like eight year old me, like I was. I was a big fan of Brutus Beefcake. I think it was mostly because he had these large shears and nothing like, obviously at eight years old, I didn't know what the fuck a male gigolo was. Right. So I didn't know that that was his gimmick, but the fact it was that a Chippendales he, dancer. He, yeah, but I didn't know that. Okay. All, all I saw was him cutting hair and these big lawn shears that were, you know, yeah. candy striped. Right, it makes it makes no sense for there to be a Chippendales dancer who's a barber. Those those are two entirely <laughs> different professions. But why do you think like I was so captivated by Brutus the Barber Beefcake um, as a young me, as a young child? Me and your parents have had long discussions about that and all the trauma that you suffered as a youth yeah. uh, at the hands of actually going to Chippendales to get your haircuts because <laughs> because <laughs> your mother enjoyed the shows and. So it was very traumatizing for you. You probably have repressed memories. I probably do. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's tough. Well, go- <laughs> yes. Guys, this is episode 53. Thanks for tuning in and listening um, once again. I hope you uh, have been enjoying the last series. And it seems like you are because you keep tuning in. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. for uh, Thank you to the Wrestling Soup Network and the Pro Wrestling Coalition for having us on their podcast network it is a great pleasure to be a part of their what do i want to say uh jeff platforms thank you they're beautiful beautifully said thank you platforms is awesome um jeff uh i feel like it was a slow week in 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 wrestling but um you know as as we were talking in pre-show like there's a lot of little things. There's a million little things is what you said to me. And, and I guess you're right. Um, we've got the WWE draft. We've got NXT. Um, you've got some strong opinions on a lot of different new gimmicks. Yep. I sure um, do. I'm, I'm interested to hear about that. We've got ratings news, obviously a W dynamite. Um, but I guess let's start with the draft. You don't want to talk and, about Comic Con. You don't want to tell your Comic Con story. Oh, that's right. So Comic Con, right? This is just brief. This is brief, brief, we'll brief, make, brief. We'll make it long. <laughs> we'll stretch it out. Yeah. Needlessly. So, 
Um, for the last, like, I don't know, 10 years, I've been volunteering, working at Comic-Con, so I get, like, a free ticket. Um, but, I, you know, I get to do labor. You know, many moons ago, I, I was able to um, hang out with uh, Stan Lee. Are you uh, a dancer for the for the six women who show up there? That's right. This is just the six women that, you know, and, and a couple of the guys that are dressed like women. All right. Well, let me ask you this before we get started. The cosplay. Are there actually any women who you would like to see cosplay cosplaying, or is it all people that you would rather they be in their regular clothes? Um, today I saw there was a lot of, there was a lot of partial nudity, um, girls. Uh, there was one woman in, in, in a fishnet. And not what I was asking. I'm asking, are they people that you want to see partially nude or in fishnets? Or yes. are they people that you would rather see them in there? Okay, so there, there, there's some sexy cosplay there. So there's that, there is definitely a, a, some of that, and then there's definitely some um some not. But of course, I mean that the, the, yeah, it's like the MVA, regular people. <laughs> it's like it's like the DMV. Well, we, we call it the MVA here, but yeah, same same thing. Right. See, in um, your state, it's a department. In my state, it's a part of the Department of Transportation. It's just an administration. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Um, a did AW happens to have a booth at Comic Con. Of course, there is a, a, it's a small booth, but a booth nonetheless. And they're giving out uh, exclusive. I know you seem shocked. You're like, I would wow. have a small booth. I mean, I would think that Tony Khan would, would have rented out an entire row. You would think, but he didn't. He has a small booth, and there's not like a lot of like, you know, uh, glitz and glamour to the booth. It's just like black curtains, <laughs> AW's logo. Was Fuego del Sol there so you could make fun of him? No, and I heard that he might be around because I think Sammy Guevara is supposed to be around this weekend. Was Serpentico there and you thought he was Fuego do Sol? Today, only Eddie Kingston was there. Okay. Um, my friend went to go get a uh, picture with him and he said that Eddie... Your one friend. Your one friend. Eddie, my one friend, George, who doesn't oh. listen to the podcast. He... <laughs> he, 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 he because he's too busy uh, trying to get Eddie Kingston's autograph in his picture. And he, he, he said that Eddie Kingston looked bored out of his mind. He's way in the back of the autographing section section. And uh, he just went right up to him. Okay. And so I guess, I don't know, maybe Eddie Kingston uh, is not well, as over as we think. I don't know. Well, Let's see. I mean, Darby's coming up this weekend. We'll see. I'll give you reports on Darby. Ruby Riot was there today. Same, I feel like the same thing was said about Ruby. Oh well, she's definitely not over. But um, I don't. I mean, Eddie Kingston's a pretty big name in AEW, regardless of what my you know opinions of you know him from the neck down are, et cetera. But he's still a pretty big, big name. So they're man in the booth, respectfully. I mean, Ruby Soho. I mean, former WWE, AEW, uh, supposedly big free agent signing. So okay. Sammy Guevara, uh, you know, from personal experience, he's he's very kind to conferences and conventions. Um, JR Ar was be... Jr. was there also with uh, Jerry the King Lawler. You could take photos with both of them together. Oh wow! Jr. was wearing his Hall of Fame ring, not the AEW Hall of Fame, because there is no AEW Hall of Fame. There will be, and when it is, it'll be better. 
They're actually going to buy Graceland. <laughs> Do you think that they'll actually? Tony Khan will be like, I know that you really want a a a a, a brick and mortar Hall of Fame, and we're going to give it to you. By golly. Absolutely. It, it, they will absolutely do that. And once the Jaguars are bought and moved to a city that supports them, there's going to be a giant football field they can turn into a wrestling <laughs> shrine. I mean, that's where they did uh, most of their shows, right? It was on that football field. Not I feel most. like more action, more action happens on that football field wrestling-wise than it does football-wise. I can neither confirm nor deny that. Yes, you can. You know the Jaguars suck. Well, I mean, I yeah, you know, but they're playing another team that doesn't suck. So there's still football. What, all all thirty two, all thirty one other teams, Jeff. Like, explain to me how I love how people. Well, it's seventeen other teams because there's seventeen regular season games, and there's four preseason, so there's twenty one other teams. No, not all of them don't suck, but there is going to be. So if the other team sucks, the Jacksonville Jaguars will probably play better. But the chances, but there's always football action there. I bet some college teams play there from time to time. Now it's definitely more football action. Why are we doing this? Talk about Comic Con. Listen, I, I, I've said what I had to say. It's only day one of Comic Con, and it's that's uh, it. Your, your story was stuff. that Eddie Kingston was bored, and George went up to him to try to get his. Did George at least get the autograph? Uh, yeah, no, because, uh, he was, Eddie Kingston couldn't take cash. He's like, can't take cash, buddy. I gotta go. You gotta go over to this other line. And then did he give him the, that back the, punch and did George no sell it? So the line, <laughs> no, the line that you have to pay for all the autographs is longer than Eddie Kingston's line. And my friend was like, oh fuck, I don't feel that enthralled about getting Eddie Kingston's autograph and picture that I need to stand in this fucking line. When he has no line. Wait, what do you mean? That there's a line you have to pay for all of the autographs. You can't just go to whichever booth you want. Correct. So, so who is, well, that, that sounds like a it's like, idea. It's like, it's like uh, you, when you go to the strip club, you've got to pay the bouncer or the a cover or whatever. You have, to, you have to pay a cover. Thank you. Oh, Thank oh you. I understand what it's, they did the same thing. It's StarCast. You buy a ticket for StarCast. And then for the people that you want autographs from, you, they each had their own prices. Well, some of them did. I mean, I, I think that some of the AW folks were gratis, but some of the, the outside people like the Rock and Roll Express and Sting and Muda, uh, you had to pay for. Um, we've talked about that before. All right. So fine. Hey, he right, said, so. He, my, my friend George said that Eddie Kingston is cool as shit. He also got to meet uh, Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods was uh, signing and taking pictures at this booth. Uh, they were selling like T-shirts and stuff. They do uh, a line of up, up, down, down, and left, right, left, right shirts. But yeah. Hmm. Uh, he said he was pretty cool, and uh, why wouldn't he be? He's the happiest guy on earth. They had uh, he's the only guy in his team that hasn't won the world title. What the hell does he need the world title for? <laughs> I don't know. He, he is he in an era of like people who were unlikely to break through. Xavier Woods is that guy. You know, first of all, everything that happened with Paige. Hey, respect for you know banging that out. Nice job. Um, <laughs> but, you know, got him with this new day thing. It was a stupid gimmick in the beginning. They turned it around. They leaned into it. They made it get over. And now it's been like going on what seven or eight years without their eleven time tag team champions. What does he need the world championship for? It's a prop. It's he's it, it's fine. Why why would he jeopardize selling merch or whatever that, that's going on there? I mean, maybe in a few years when 
it gets even staler, they'll they'll come up with an interesting story with a new day imploding. But for now, they're worth too much together. So you know, and they keep they keep splitting up Big E from the New Day second year in a row. But I guess we're skipping ahead. But yeah, good for I mean Xavier makes thirty five thousand dollars a year or some twenty five thousand dollars a year off off Twitch. He I'm sure he gets royalties off this up up down down stuff, and he's got things going on. He makes a plenty from New Day merch. He's a he's a happy fella. He he's built himself a little career. And, he goes to the G four. There we right. go. That too. Yeah. So good for him. Isn't that Netflix movie? That's right. And depending on what you picked, have you watched it yet? No, of course not. I never will. But is there any defenestration? (laughs) What? Defenestration. Listen, what you do in the privacy of your own home is up to you. Well, I'm only on the second floor, so it wouldn't do that well. Defenestration is throwing someone out a window. So does anyone ever get (laughs) thrown out of through windows? I don't fucking know. I didn't watch this shit. But apparently you can pick, like, you, you get to, like, pick one way or the other like one room right or the other room is like... we talked about this it's choose your own adventures so there's like probably countless permutations of ways that you could do it so people will watch this movie over and over and over again. i love it it's great okay. i'll i'll try to try, check it out over the weekend and see if see I'll, I'll give you a report next week how about that i have a feeling you're lying but terrific right <laughs> I'm too busy watching Squid Game. Have you watched Squid Game? Everybody's I talking about not. Squid Game. I have not watched Squid Game. I, I, I've gotten like a lot of recommendations to watch of like Korean and Asian sh- sort of shock horror shows or video game centric shows. And honestly, none of them do a thing for me. But I, I am going to watch Squid Games probably with Juventud Sicario when he when he gets here. Got it. All right. I already spoiled it for myself. I, I knew I knew I didn't have enough time to watch it, so I just spoiled it. Yeah, you no, want to know I, the I, ending? I don't care. I, I, I have enough nonsense. First of all, I watched Midnight Mass, which was amazing. And now I'm going back and I'm watching Babylon 5. I'm almost done with season one. You mean Midnight Mass like on Christmas? Well, not at all like Christmas. Midnight Mass on Netflix by the, the same people who made The Haunting of Hill House and Bly Manor. Um, uh-huh. and, it's some of, and some of the same actors, not the same characters. So it's like an anthology show. And it's amazing. It's great. It's it's like a show that was made exactly for me. Do do you you know I was watching this movie uh, the other day, and I and then we'll, I promise everybody we'll get to wrestling eventually. <laughs> I was watching on HBO. To? They were talking. They were showing Clo- Cloverfield, and I was like, oh man, like I, this was a good movie, Cloverfield. Like I feel like not enough. Cloverfield doesn't get enough respect. I think it gets too much respect. I saw it. I mean, I, I wanted to see more monster. But but you kind of got enough monster. The monster is in your imagination. I don't want the monster to be in my imagination. I want to see the fucking monster. All it means is they couldn't decide on a design. That's what she said. I uh, don't even think that's how you're supposed to use that. <laughs> now that's what she said. <laughs> All right. Are we going to talk WWE draft or what? God, yeah, sure. Let, you're right. We should. It was terrible. This this was horrendous, ah, terrible. Boo, whatever. I yeah. Let's start with this. One of the criticism. There's been apparently a lot of criticism on social media about this draft, and you you knew going in. There's always some sort of heavy criticism about the draft. The, uh, the first criticism that I heard was, "Why are the results taking effect 
after Crown Jewel? Like, why do we have to wait six weeks to like get the results in? Well, it's like it's like two weeks. Crown Jewel is the twenty first. It's Thursday. I know. It's Thursday people, after. people are acting like uh, we've got to wait some like unbelievable amount of time. Like, why? You know when the NFL drafts uh, people out of college. Uh-huh. Sorry, Scott Steiner is uh, driving by my house. <laughs> when 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 the NFL draft happens, mm-hmm. you you don't see them the next day on the NFL. You gotta like build them up, and it's a real sport. There's a difference. Ah, uh, this is real. It's real to me. Damn it. Okay, terrific point. Um, no, the, the, this. I mean. I mean, it's a legitimate concern, a more legitimate concern or issue. It's not a legitimate concern. Like, what is the big deal for just waiting two weeks? Because you know who's going to win and lose matches between now and then. You know what stories need to wrap up and which ones won't. You, you I mean, when they switch people on brands on who's going to be, you know, and who's the more important position player on their particular show, you know that's the person who's going to have to oh, win. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. When when Vince books it so you know what's going to happen, that's lazy booking. But when yeah. Tony Khan books, I don't know, the re- surprise return of Hangman Page and everybody marks the fuck out like you didn't know that shit was coming or when he wins the title and you didn't supposedly didn't know when that shit's coming, that's great booking. Thank you, Tony. I didn't say that either. I mean, lazy booking is yes, lazy booking. Just because one company does bad booking doesn't mean the other company. And the biggest company in the world shouldn't do the worst booking in the world. But a more legitimate criticism is, you know, two weeks isn't that big a deal or three weeks isn't that big a deal. Thank I mean, it you. sounds stupid because because it's like they forgot about it. They're like, we have a show on Crown Jewel, so we already scheduled and promoted the draft. So, oh, here's where we're going to fix it. It doesn't take effect until afterwards because that was sort of introduced late. The bigger issue is that it's so close on the heel of Survivor Series when it's supposed to be one brand versus the other, you're on the freaking brand for four weeks. What the hell do you care? Why are you so loyal? It, it, it's dopey. Uh, and, okay, someone's going to say, well, they want to make a good impression on SmackDown or Raw. First of all, it's it, it's dumb. It, it you know defies the fourth wall that's been broken. But that's also it's like, too. I mean, someone like Drew McIntyre, he needs to impress the people at SmackDown, the people at Fox. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's the best story I could, guess you can come up with. But the draft itself was dull. First of all, they if, took if, if you're if you're a if you're a player on let's say the Washington Nationals and mm-hmm. you get traded to the Dodgers, and then the next week you have to face your old team. You don't think that the now that you're wearing Dodger blue, you're going to be like, I'm going to still take it to my old team because whatever i'm now part of this new team like come on no. you don't think no and i'll tell you why because when you get traded from the nationals to the dodgers you're still competing for the same championship when you are traded from smackdown to raw you are now competing for different championships oh but you're still but you're no but you're still competing mm-hmm. you still want to be the top fine so so it's just a, a pride thing Okay. I, you know, exactly. There you go. I mean, they could fix this easily just by moving Survivor Series or moving the draft to an earlier part of time. I mean, this is they do it because these this is a season premiere, and so they think this is a big deal. And there were there were nominal pops in the ratings, nominal. Um, but whatever. I mean, but the draft itself was bad. I mean, first of all, they they must have said about four times during Raw 
or SmackDown rather, that half of the draft is going to be occur on SmackDown. The other half is going to occur on Raw. And you know that that's a lie. And it was a lie. They announced draft picks all through the weekend and on the bump and, and all of that stuff. So they lie about that needlessly. The order of the draft is ridiculous. I mean, the Intercontinental Champion and uh, one set of tag team champions and the U.S. Champion doesn't get drafted during SmackDown or the whole weekend. I mean, I understand that it's because you want to put the TV, the, the champion drafts on TV for the most part. Um, Becky comes out in Raw and announces that she's going to be drafted to, to Raw before they actually draft her the Raw. I mean, it's like she she spoils it. She spoils her own, the own shot. Um, it, it, it's just dumb. They broke up every women's tag team except for the sitting champions. Every single one. I mean, so what's the point of those belts? They broke up T-Bar and Mace as if either of them has a shot at singles uh, stardom. As a tag team, they had a shot. As a tag team, they were they they could have done something. Um, I don't know. I just I just thought the whole thing was pretty weak. I mean, the NXT call-ups, we said what they were gonna be. I mean, the only one that I think was a surprise was Ridge Holland, uh, which you know, that's a bit of a surprise, but only a modest surprise. Um, but the others were exactly what we said. Austin Theory, Aaliyah, Zia Lee, the people who've been working dark matches. Okay, exciting. They, I mean, they even broke up the team of Shotzi and Knox, who were due a tag team title shot. They break up that team. So unless they win the titles together in the next two weeks, that's done. The biggest surprise was, well, there's two big surprises. Gable Stevenson who was drafted to Raw, that's pretty cool. That's the closest one to your real draft because he's not going to be wrestling probably for 10 months because he's still at University of Minnesota uh, wrestling NCAA and finishing his, out his senior year. And then, I, and then the other is, you know, the picking hit row to the main roster drafted to SmackDown is a bit polarizing. Some people just don't like the act period, but I think, I think sort of universally people think that as a faction that they're not ready for prime time yet. They're, you know, that at least two of them really aren't ready to wrestle on the main roster yet. Jury's probably out on Ashante Adonis, but you know, everyone, everyone's pretty sold on swerve, um, but not on the rest. Does, so it, it does, seems like it was a, of, sorry. sorry, Jeff, speaking of swerve, does it bother you that he didn't defend the North American title? Yeah. He hasn't, he hasn't defended it in what three, four months now. But who's he going to defend it against? I don't know. What's the difference? I mean, they, they had a million matches with Legato. I mean, even if he defended against uh, jo Joaquim and Raul first and beat them and then then dropped it to Santos, that, that would have been fine. I mean, I, I did like this week, uh, I was promo, he's like, the next time you'll see this title is on Friday nights. I mean, that's, that was a cool line. Um, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think that they're going to have him lose the title before then, which, you know, is, is probably makes more sense TV-wise. I just thought the whole thing was weird. I mean, you basically have Charlotte going to SmackDown, Becky going to Raw. I mean, it, it's it's everyone fears the repeat of last year where the tag team champions just swap belts. I mean, it, you know, hopefully they won't do that, and Becky will keep doing the Becky two belts thing, which, by the way, she's getting more annoying on our promos. I think her and Seth are trying to outdo each other as to who can – be more like scratching on the chalkboard more than the other. Bianca's winning the title at Crown Jewel. 
Oh, I yeah, I, I think that she probably is as well. And getting Bianca off of uh, off of SmackDown was probably a good thing. So yeah, so yeah, hopefully that problem will be resolved, not just by swapping it. But I mean, WWE has not built up that kind of trust in its audience when they did lazy things like the, the New Day and the Street Profits just trading titles last year. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the things that we um, predicted last week was Drew McIntyre going to SmackDown. That happened. Um, what else? Roman and uh, the Usos staying on SmackDown. That happened. Oh, my God, that storyline, they made such a big deal about Paul Heyman and leave him for dead and all that. And like the second pick or the first pick, Usos to SmackDown. It's like that whole story, whatever tension they could have done with that, they 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 let it go right away. I mean, what a waste. How, how stupid was that? Imagine them being drafted to, to Raw and Roman goes crazy. And like Paul's like, no, let me see what I'm going to do. And like, you know, Paul's files for injunctions and things like that. I mean, they could have had so much fun with that. The only thing they, they they draft them right away, they take that story away, and the only way they rehab it is Kevin Patrick asking, "Oh, is that how you kept Brock da- Brock Lesnar a free agent?" And they're all looking at him side eyed. Like, I mean, isn't the story that Paul Heyman doesn't represent Brock Lesnar anymore? So I, I don't know. Just I, I listen. I think you're 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 uh, picking uh, picking uh, what is the phrase? Knitting, picking at straws here or there's a lot of people talking about that. That was a a good end to Friday. It's like. If you don't get drafted to SmackDown, you leave him, follow him, and you leave him for dead there. They should have built the tension with that. They should have built it and and watch Paul get redder and sweatier and have his collars, you know, drenched. But like, what? But but why? Like that? That's not to entertain like, us on TV. But but they booked themselves into a corner with that. Like they shouldn't even ever even have mentioned it on SmackDown, in my opinion, because. The Usos are one of the best tag teams in WWE, so why wouldn't you pick them high up on the list? Well, they weren't picked night one, so the whole purpose of that story was to have a story, and they ended the story midway through <laughs> through the movie. I mean, it's it, it was just poorly executed, which is the whole story of the draft. You had Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville, not a whole lot of competition, no no guests coming out. No McMahon's coming out. The whole thing was boring and drab and made no sense. And I, I, I can't tell anymore whether you're just trying to be a WWE mark or not. But this, this is being universally panned as a terrible draft. My memory is not good enough to say it's the worst draft ever, but it, it's, it's the worst one I remember. I think when you look at it on paper, it makes a lot of sense. The execution of it, sure, you can start poking holes all you want, but. You know what? When Stephanie McMahon shows up and and or and starts calling out names, then you go. Then people, why is she on the show? She has no business being here. Where's the general managers? Now this year, you got Pierce and uh, Sonia doing it. Why are they doing it? Where's Stephanie? Nobody. Everybody's a malcontent. Well, going back to your advance, your example of the NFL draft. They often have guests come up. They have NFL Hall of Famers that are for those teams come up. So, you know, listen, it's just to give us different personalities, different images, different songs on on the show because the presentation of both Raw and SmackDown 
are so stale, they're so formulaic. Any little thing to, to mix things up is a good thing. And if you do six or seven little things to mix things up, it feels like you're you're doing a big deal. I mean, the one thing they did well, I thought that the Jeff Hardy Austin Theory segment was done well. Um, it was. I like that. I'm I was about to, to ask you who do you, who do you Go think ahead. is going to do business here? Right. I'm looking at the SmackDown list. You were saying that they broke up all the women's tag teams. Yeah. So look here, we got Aaliyah. We've got uh, B Fab. We've got. Um, let's see who else is another woman. We got Natalia, Naomi. We've got uh, Sasha Banks, but she's a single. Shayna Baszler, she's a single. Shotzi, I Zia Lee. I can see them teaming up Aaliyah with who would we say here? Shotzi, Natalia. She's gonna be teamed up with somebody. They're gonna make makeshift teams. You know, this is what Vince does. I understand that, but it doesn't mean I have to like it because this is what he does. He, he, I mean, he doesn't like tag teams. He's constantly Here, look, breaking up tag I'm, teams. I'm gonna randomly pick somebody. I'm mm -hmm. just gonna put. I'm gonna put my finger on somebody's name. Oh, King Nakamura, right? King uh -huh. Nakamura is gonna tag team with Happy Rick, Corbin. There Rick you go. Boogs. He's gonna tag team with Rick Boogs, who he's been pairing. Yeah. You mean the Intercontinental Champion Nakamura? Or did you forget that he was the Intercontinental Champion? I did forget that. Right, because they don't make it important. Look, Ricochet's on SmackDown now. Aren't you su surprised about Ricochet? No, but I, I hope that he gets a second chance there uh, instead of just jobbing to Ridge Holland. Let's talk about these <laughs> Raw picks. Raw looks like they won this draft. Like, There's so much more talent here on Raw. You got the Street Profits, AJ Styles. Almost, Damian Priest, Commander Aziz. No, nobody's calling for Commander Aziz. Um, Bobby Roode, Veer. I know you were wondering. I know you were waiting with bated breath on where Veer was going. The only Veer I recognize is Ambassador Molari's assistant on Babylon 5. <laughs> I don't even know that reference. Well, he's the guy who played uh, uh, Flounder on uh, Animal House. Why is Jackson Riker still a thing? I don't understand. Somebody's got to lose. Riddle, Kevin Owens. You know they're going to feed Kevin Owens to Riddle. That's going to be Seth fun. Rollins. On the, oh, let's talk about Seth Rollins. I was That was one that shocked me. I thought they would keep Seth on SmackDown for a little while longer. Yeah, especially when they drafted Edge to Raw. Because, I mean, you need to get those two apart from each other. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that was questionable to me. Like, I thought he would have been better with on. Um, oh, where's Ava Marie? She wasn't drafted. She, the story is she's injured. Oh, she's a free agent. I I agree with right. you. She should be Bailey, Oscar, but Nia oh, Jax ba injured was Bailey. was drafted. Bailey, what? Uh, who was injured and got drafted? Oscar. Oh, who? What? Nia Jax she injured. And got drafted. No, Oscar didn't, get, Oscar didn't get drafted. Nia Jax. L listen to the words. Nia Jax. Oscar did not get drafted. Uh, like Bailey. Like even Marie, who's fake injured. Sheamus, real injured, drafted. I mean, there's not even consistency there. Now, listen, I don't mind that they kept some some aces up their sleeves for surprises later on. Like if, if they realize that the, the deck is reshuffled too unfavorably towards Raw, 
they can do other things to bolster SmackDown. Like I was really surprised LA Knight didn't get drafted, but if they need a shot in the arm, they can and should call up LA Knight. I mean, this doesn't mean that people can't still be called up or added, but, um, but you know, I don't know that LA Knight makes up for all of the, the folks that left. I mean, Jeff Hardy, I mean, it, it seems to be, it seems to be faded that he's going to have a winning streak on SmackDown because they need to have somebody have a winning streak on SmackDown. That's a face. Um, even for a short time, I, I can't see them turning Ridge Holland face. He doesn't seem like that type, but maybe that's in their plan. I, I don't really know. Like I said, I hope Ricochet gets a gets a legit push because he's super talented. I hope they don't let him speak. Oh, and you should be upset because they put Zelina Vega on Raw and they move Los Primos to SmackDown. They should be together. No, I, I love her on Raw. I thought this was a great move. I thought she's much better on Raw. She's Last time she was on Raw, she was on commentary during the pandemic. I mean, it Raw is a better place. Now that they stacked this, this uh, card up with some talent, Raw is the place to give people some time that haven't. Yeah, but they should have put the, get it on SmackDown. They should have put Carrillo and Garza with her. They didn't need to move them to SmackDown. I mean, it looks like SmackDown. They're trying to make more of the tag team show and the women's show. Now plus she Roman. Can, now she can manage uh, Veer and watch. I'm going to randomly pick and Cricket. I'm going <laughs> to randomly pick somebody right here. Ready? Veer is going to team up with Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke. Well, let's let's segue because I think we've beaten this this draft to the to the to the, to the and three. go ahead go ahead and segue away while I try. So to while Dana Brooke is getting her ass whooped by Shayna Baszler and then gets rescued by Dewdrop, Corey Graves on commentary says on the live mic that some people you know are given time to develop and they give chance after chance and some people just don't develop and people are acting like this is real and Dana Brooke sent a tweet which. Basically was like, oh, y'all, don't worry about what somebody says on TV. I don't worry about that stuff. I'm just going to keep training and keep looking forward and getting positive with it, which, I mean, you know, I, I think this is a work. To what end? I'm not sure. But the way they micromanage, the way commentary speaks on the main roster shows, with the possible exception of Pat McAfee, I don't think that this was a shoot from Corey Graves. He, he would have had to have issued an apology or something that this is – this is a story going Well, but to say it out loud on Raw, if he said it in an interview or backstage and it got leaked out or whatever, I mean, listen, he's right. Dana Brooke hasn't – she's not very good. Um, she's gotten better. I'm not sure that she's gotten better, but, I mean, we haven't seen her wrestle in, what, four weeks? I'm sorry, four months? I mean, mm -hmm. people were saying that she was pregnant and, and thought that she was gone. Well, obviously not. Um I'm just saying when they say something like that on the air, it's it's leading to something. It it wasn't accidental. Listen, Carmella got drafted to uh, Raw as well, so God bless. Her. I, I mean, Carm, 180 minutes of Carmella dancing and having wardrobe malfunctions is fine by me. I wouldn't be surprised if this is a work just to get Carmella versus Dana Brooke. That that would be fine. I'm that, that's fine because. You know, I mean, oh my God, the 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 Queen, what do they call it? the Queen's Crown instead of Queen of the Ring. The the first match they announce is Carmella against Liv Morgan again. Everybody loved it the first time. Nobody loved it ever. <laughs> what else? Oh, we were talking about Seth Rollins. We forgot to mention about the home invasion. 
Uh, what did you think of uh, the home invasion angle? I saw a lot of people talk about that too. It was almost okay. It was not nearly oh, as... stop. It was it funny. It wasn't that He funny. drank it his was... orange juice. That's funny. It's funny about that. He took a bite he out of his apple. He left the fridge open. I get it. And and I liked how he said the kids I are dumb. It. I mean, you know, but Edge leaves his door open. The only clever part about that whole thing is Edge calls um, Beth and says... No, go to your sisters. I've already called Daniel and David, and Daniel and David are the real names of of FTR, and they live in the area. So you know, so that that was clever. Um, beyond that, it was okay, but we've seen better home invasions before, and this could have been better. But I guess they used his real house, so they didn't want him to do anything too extreme. But I don't know. It it, it was okay, but it was like home invasion. It was diet home invasion. Oh, stop! It was funny. When the fiend was stalking the Miz in the dressing rooms, that was better. When the when and what about when the fiend was stalking Randy Orton and he got lit on fire, or Didn't he lit the him. and he lit the cabin on fire? That was hokey. I, I I so you're saying that something WWE did in the past that stunk merits them doing something now that stinks no this did not stink this was great this was amazing this was hilarious it was none of those things it was okay i mean I, I'll, it was okay that's it the end i you know what i hope lenny poffo comes to your house and takes your orange juice and leaves the refrigerator open oh well, jokes on him i don't have any orange juice <laughs> um what else do we have wwe wise we want to roll uh, into NXT. Well, the King of the Ring is going to start also this week as well. And people are going to say that that if Xavier Woods doesn't win this, that it's a big disappointment. Do you agree with that? I don't know where this is coming from. They think Xavier Woods is going to win. Of course, he's not going to win. I mean, they need someone new to win. This is for someone like Keith Lee needs to win this, or Karrion Cross needs to win this. So someone that they're trying to build up that doesn't have a title now to give them some legitimacy. Mm -hmm. Like Rick Boogs. <laughs> well, it makes more sense than Xavier Woods, who, you know, I mean, again, he, he doesn't need anything. He's an 11-time tag team champion, and he's on SmackDown, so probably will be again. Where's Elias in the draft? Free agent. He's disappeared. Maybe he'll show on, on SmackDown as a angry preacher or whatever he's going to come back as. I'm I, I, listen. I'm excited to see what these mix-ups are gonna 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 right. listen, produce. I am not not excited to see what's going to happen. But you you're shit on this entire thing. The draft stunk. That doesn't mean I'm not interested to see what happens. But when the first match they announced, now I understand this is part of the shakeup technically. And, but when the first match they announce is one that we've seen four times over the last five weeks is Carmella versus Liv, that excitement starts to wane. And the next thing that they announce for SmackDown is yet another contract signing. Contract signings are interesting when you do them once or twice a year, not when you do them three out of four weeks. This is It's formulaic and dull. It's hard to get excited over things like, like that. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm sorry. But, you know, can, can they – listen – there's been a lot of information. Bray is signing here. He wasn't the Joker. He says he's not signing with Impact. Braun is still out there. Rowan is still out there. Bring back the Wyatt family. Bring them to SmackDown. Instantly make SmackDown more interesting. It's not going to happen because 
you know, WWE doesn't do that. But that that would be cool. Um, I don't know. I'm just, uh, no, I, I, you know, listen, I, I'm hopeful it'll play out better, but the same people are doing the booking with the same stories and the same dull cadence. And this, this, you never start with a match. You start with somebody coming in, and it's a seven-minute entrance. And then they tell you what city you're in, and then they go to a commercial, and then they come back and they promote something. And then the promo starts, and that's seven minutes. Then someone interrupts it. I mean, two matches per hour, tops. And one of them is probably five minutes. I mean, it's not interesting TV. And it's usually the same people over and over again or some combination of dancing parties, partners over and over again. So what you're saying is you want more Dante Martin. <laughs> no, but I wouldn't mind if there were people like that who would lose to, to someone and then we don't see them again or they face someone else like Dante that Martin loses to... Carrying Cross one week, then he loses to Sheamus the next week, then he loses to someone else, but not Carrying Cross fighting Dante Martin for six weeks in a row, then on a pay per view, then there's a rematch, then there's another rematch. So there's, so you want more jobbers? Yes. <laughs> okay, I can I can agree with that. Yeah. Finally, it took almost over forty minutes for us to come to agreement. Well, you've been wrong so far about everything. Uh, that's how I feel about you. <laughs> wrong again. <laughs> exactly. All right. Um, what else? What else? What else we got? NXT. Let's just jump into NXT. Oh well, um, Rey Mysterio was also he's he is he's not cleared to wrestle, uh, but yet he was drafted with an undisclosed situation. Oh. Oh yeah, but we can yeah, let's go let's talk about NXT. All right, so you wanted to go through a gimmick review with all these NXT stars. Yeah, because like, I find NXT to be very discombobulating. And did you I mean, did you hear that their demographic, the average person that watches NXT is 62 years old? That is until next month, a decade older than me. NXT is supposed to be geared towards their younger audience. So I, you know, and they've actually they actually admitted they said. You know, we think this is just a bump in the road, but obviously we're disappointed with those results. And and some of the acts that they had on NXT, like Legato and like Hit Row, were designed to attract younger viewers. Um, and so they draft Hit Row <laughs> to SmackDown, their their most their most successful show. I mean, like nothing they do makes sense. It's it, it it's not even to further their own goals. I. I'll be interested to see how when they change how they skew the ratings uh, once they start incorporating like social media hits and views, how many people are actually watching it because that will never happen. You know, young the young kids nowadays they're not watching a whole episode of two hours of NXT like oh my watch god you, you sound like a you sound like an AEW fan until they start doing well. This is where the money comes in. The money comes from TV. Not anymore. Yes. It comes from YouTube. No, it comes from YouTube now to come on, Jeff. Like, when when you, is the last time you heard WWE announce YouTube revenue figures? They don't. They talk about all the social media. They have a billion social media followers, but they don't talk about the revenue. You know how much they're making from, from USA for Raw and NXT. You know how much they're making from Fox for SmackDown. You know how much they got paid for Peacock. 
Guess why? Because the TV revenue is what matters. There's no longer a WWE network. There's no longer pay-per-views there for free on Peacock if you have Comcast or whatever, or it's $4.99 a month. Why? Because it because the money that matters is from TV. That's all that matters. AW is honest about their saying. That's why we do this on TV. That you know, we love for our pay-per-views to get good buy rates, but we are primarily a TV show. That's where our revenue comes from now. Yeah, but it's the opposite. The 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 TV feeds into the Peacock subscriptions. The TV feeds into everything else. Like it's very old school in that way. So the YouTube view or wherever else you're watching it feeds into, oh, I need to watch this. I need let me subscribe to Peacock. Let me go watch this. Let me go watch the network. Okay. That's what it, when it when you into. When you dig into the annual report this year, and I'm sure that you will read it cover to cover, and you read the I will. I'm, I'm, I'm a shareholder. <laughs> and Okay, good. And you report all the revenue from all of the different social media sites to WWE, and if it comes even close, aggregate to one year from USA Network or Fox, then talk to me. It won't be, but right now, when it comes to ratings, it's – but it's a it's an absolute zero. It's not counted, Jeff. And what I'm trying to say is the because way it doesn't want... lead to TV money. That's why it's not counted. But it does lead to some money, and it it needs to be counted. It is eyeball. It, it is counted on the shareholders' reports, but it's irrelevant to the big money, which comes from TV and ratings. This this is this is elementary. When you're buying when you're buying media. You also say, okay, maybe instead of me buying whatever spot on USA or the local, I will give YouTube that money and put it on the YouTube. That's why their clips are like, oh, we'll present you this clip by because it's from Tide. There you go. You know why Disney settled with Scarlett Johansson after two months? Because it's ticket sales that matter, not the streaming. Picked a bad time there to, to drink your shake or whatever you have there. Usually you're you're very boastful. You like to go into long uh, monologues. You like to monologue me. So I thought I'm I had a chance to drink some new. water. <laughs> I'm, I'm shaking things up. I'm shaking things up. All right. Well, back to NXT because I I, I mean I think it has been discombobulated. And hopefully they'll get it more combobulated because there there are nuggets here that are good, but there's also stuff that's terrible. And you just wait till Braun Breaker becomes a champion, and that's when the ratings will start coming in. Well, Braun Breaker, I think, is one of the things that's going well. Absolutely. I mean, they obviously changed the colors of the logo to match his tights. It's okay. very obvious. It could be, but listen, um, Braun Breaker, I think, is going well. I think Ciampa is is doing well in his role, but he's not, you know, he's not a new guard. But some of these, I mean, they're obviously, I mean, it, it's never been more apparent that it's developmental, but they're obviously test driving on TV characters. And I like that because I like characters. I miss characters. There, there's there's a reason why Orange Cassidy and Jungle Boy are over, even though they're minis. And it's not just because they're minis and relatable and whatever. It's because they have some character to them. MJF has a character. Uh, I mean, Jungle Boy has no personality, but, he, but at least he you know dresses like he has a character. And I, I think that the, the same will work with them. <laughs> there are no characters left on the main roster other than I'm great, 
I'm good looking, I'm mean. I mean, those those aren't characters. There were there was a time when they were characters. The Vikings Absolutely. are the closest thing to characters. Now that's a bad example because they stink. But they didn't even uh, get drafted. Yeah, they did. They got drafted to SmackDown. They did. Yeah, they basically traded the Vikings for Street Profits. No, they didn't. They did. Oh yeah, they kind of did. You're right. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but yeah, let's 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 go through some of these gimmicks. I mean, all that came so out of NXT this week was nothing. I mean, the, the tag team champions retained their championship. Blah. The end. Yeah, basically, <laughs> the end. So okay. So so let's start with. The, I'm gonna let's put some word association. I'm gonna throw out a name, and you then tell me what you think. Let's start with the biggest uh, one of them all, the new guys, Braun Breaker. I like Braun Breaker. I like everything that's going on there. You know, people were all about jumping on the name. I was not. I don't think you were either. Neither one of us jumped on the name. We're all like, you'll get used to the name. No big deal. So, no, I I like what's happening with Braun Breaker. I I I think that's full steam ahead. I think that that's a good guy to push. They're pushing him. It's... You know, he isn't overexposed yet. Um, so, yeah, good. I, I give that one an A. Okay. What about Tony Mamaluke? I mean, Tony D'Angelo. Okay. So this is another example of a character. So p- p- he's supposed to be a heel, but people loved it, but they promoted him well. They had those vignettes, which were sort of funny. Um, it came out around the same time as the quote-unquote Sopranos prequel, even though it only sort of was, and it stunk. Um don't see the many saints of Newark. Terrible movie, um, but you know he he's he's a pretty good wrestler. Uh, he's a little short, but he's a short, stocky guy, and he's a character, and he plays the character well. He tried to bribe the ref, so so far so good. I would say this one also. Uh, uh, you know, only one match, but with the vignettes and playing the character, comes out in the velour tracksuit with the wife be there in the hat. I'm, I'm you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna cautiously give this one. Uh, I'm gonna call, give it a A minus so far, but I'm optimistic that, that this character is gonna work. All right, Duke Hudson. Terrible. Hated him before. I don't care how much Wade Barrett loves him, and now he's a professional poker player. Okay, I don't I don't even respect the gimmick. Don't like him. Should be future endeavored. I know he's tall. Big deal. Um, he's tall and lanky. Don't need that. They already got Dijak. So no, not, not interested. I, I thought that, I thought that was a terrible segment. I don't think he's interesting at all. He's got a silly, he looks, he's got like a, a newsman from the eighties haircut. <laughs> so, so you don't like him because of his haircut or because he has a casino related gimmick. No, I don't Which mind the casino-related gimmick. It's just it just didn't look right. I mean, I mean, first of all, if you're gonna do the casino, you gotta really lean it. You gotta dress like a card shark. You gotta have those ridiculous dark sunglasses. Nobody can see your eyes. You have to have the hat. You gotta be. You gotta be sneaking over. He's still doing his like smug little, you know, conceited face where he's done nothing but lose matches. It's like the same guy, but now he's a professional poker player. We never heard that before. So but, no, I, I blackjack Mulligan never dressed like that. He wasn't that kind of blackjack. <laughs> he was a cowboy, like real blackjacks are. <laughs> All right, that's Duke Hudson. Terrible. How, so okay, so how would you improve Duke Hudson? 
I won't. I'd get rid. Of, I'd get rid of him and give that gimmick to somebody who can who who's got the the more Vegas look. And by the way, Johnny Gargano ha- having. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he would do better with it. Um, no, but I he's he's not the direction I would like to see. But I mean, the programs with a professional poker player being tag team with a mob guy who's maybe the bank, and when he wins, they're happy. When he loses, they they feud. I mean. This this could be a beautiful story for for six years. So um, there, there's somebody out there who could pull it off. It's just it, it was very not, I, not I get it. NXT 2.0. It it is what they mean it to be. It's a reset. So we're supposed to look at Duke Hudson brand new, but I, I don't I don't like him anyway, and I and I don't like how he I, the vignette. It didn't work for me. The outfit didn't work for me. None of it worked for me. And if you had a guy who wore dressed more like Richard Petty doing it i mean if you ever watch professional poker games they're all they're, they're dressed like freaks they're they were they you know they all have their like costumes it's like pro wrestling they, they've all got their look and their their trademark and their glasses and the thing they have sunglasses and and hats yeah well that's well what what didn't he have he didn't have sunglasses or a hat <laughs> no, well, give him time maybe Maybe he needs to, you know, uh, get his vig up. I don't know. Yeah, you, you, you asked me what I thought. I, I think that he stinks. Would Future you prefer if he was Duke of Earl? I'd prefer if he was working for Duke's mayonnaise. That's what I prefer. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on. Let's get woke. What about Joe oh, Gacy? Joe Gacy. You know, when this first came out, I, I was very trepidatious about it um but i said i'm gonna keep my eyes open i'm gonna i'm gonna keep an open mind with this and i like it i'm starting to like it i still think he looks like kevin owens and and i don't care what anyone says if they think i'm wrong he absolutely looks like kevin owens but no i i I like this and i and and this goes into parker boudreau debuting as harland and just looking you know as the anti-woke guy in the crowd looking very menacing almost like Kane with tattoos. Um, so if Kane and the Undertaker had a baby, I look like this, and you know, you know, looking a little skinheadish. Except where you know, someone would normally have a swastika tattoo. He had a WWE tattoo or WWF, which was which was a. I mean, that should have been covered up for this. But but aside from that, I I, I thought that was great. He looked menacing. He's scary. Um, you know, uh, you know, almost like a Dexter Loomis, but what you know. Instead of like psychotic, just mean, anti woke, angry, you know the, the the whole thing. There's a whole lot you could read into that character. If skinhead, you could be skinhead. Could could be skinhead. So there was a lot of flack that Parker got over the week. Uh, not even Parker himself, oh, but just by the way, WWE for switching up his gimmick. Yes. Because you were just making fun of me about not not liking the guy because uh, his haircut. You know what they would do with Parker? They got rid of his hair. His looks matter. You have to have a look. But he had a look. No, he didn't. His look was baby Brock. That's 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 a look for failure. You cannot be compared to Brock Lesnar and 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 as a rookie and and hope to do that. It, I mean. Brock Lesnar is is there's five guys like that every 20 years maybe. So you're saying that you agree with the fact that he should not have continued looking the way he did. 
exactly. He he has to he has to make it on his own. And if he gets over on his own and he wants to grow his hair back because they want to turn him face or whatever, then he can be the 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 next Brock Lesnar. But right now there is a Brock Lesnar, and to be compared with Brock Lesnar is is a recipe for failure. Mm. Okay, yeah. I can I can agree with that. Remember Brutus Creed? I said they need to cut his hair. He cut his hair. You know who didn't cut his hair? His brother Julius Creed, who needs to do something with his hair. <laughs> Going back to Harlan. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my God, what was I going to ask you? Uh, shoot. Gosh darn it. Now I forgot. It's great radio. I know, right? Oh, God damn it. I was going to ask you worried about the skinhead thing or the no 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 uh, sorry now I remember no no it was it was the Dexter Loomis comment that you made I got the same vibe that he was he kind of seemed like Dexter Loomis so how do you I understand that Dexter Loomis has hair Mm -hmm. but they kind of look alike in their menacing stare down why would you steer him away from looking like Brock Lesnar, but then steer him towards looking like Dexter Loomis. Here is my working theory. I mean, the first answer is I don't really know because I I felt the same way. Um, But here's my working theory is that they're keeping seven to 10 guys on that and probably a, a similar number of women on NXT to sort of get these folks over but they're going to be earmarked for being called up to whatever show needs a spark. And I think that I already said LA night. And I think that Dexter Loomis is probably next on that list that if one show needs a spark or needs a new body, or they want to create a tag team that, you know, new Elias with Dexter Loomis or something, you know, that, 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 that could be a tag team where they could bring Dexter Loomis onto SmackDown or whatever. So I think that these are some of their aces in the hole and they're just there to help develop talent. People, you know, people may not, realize this but Dexter Loomis was Sam Shaw he's he's been wrestling for probably 15 years so I mean I don't know if they bring up Indy with him or not uh, I, I don't know that anyone really needs to think too much about that at the moment but I, I think that's what's going on you know same with Ciampa who's probably going to be there forever same with Gargano who may not be there past December but if he is it'll probably be like a player coach Dunn I got no idea why they signed the three years I know that Dunn has his fans out there but I'm not one of them what, speaking of Gargano, did you see that he uh, updated his Twitter and now has no mention of WWE? Nope. I you didn't care. Um, I, no, I'm interested. Tell me. I just, I, I don't follow no, that, a lot of wrestlers. That's it. That's the story. That's the, as you like to say, that's the tweet. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, yeah. That, that, you know, I don't know. What to, I don't know what to make of that, but, uh, you know, well, pe- past indications that that person does not plan to resign. So good. I mean, you know, all AEW needs is another 80 people on their roster. Okay, Vince. Um, <laughs> next up, Von Wagner. Oh, my God. I mean, this is Cal Bloom. And, like, I was sort of high on this guy because he was big, and he just looks different. I mean, whatever he's doing with his hair, he looks like Caucasian Kali. Um, but the way he emotes, he doesn't. He's like a robot. His, his, his effect with an A is terrible. And he kept doing that little pat on Kyle O'Reilly's back. It was weird. And and the way he's dressed, all these guys wearing button-down shirts with the sleeves cut off, It's the whole thing is just weird. And it's like Kyle's like, I don't trust. I've been hurt before, so I can't trust again. And he's like, well, whether you like it or not, I'm 
watching your back. And it's just like, I don't know. I expect it to turn into some sort of like odd porn movie or something, or they should start oh, making right. out or, or something. I, I don't know, but he's, he's like, he's an okay wrestler. Like he's good, but talking and featuring him this much is weird. And, and pairing him with Kyle O'Reilly, who also has zero charisma, like two guys with zero charisma. They're, they're, they're not helping each other anyway. Zero plus zero is, is somehow getting to negative two. No, I'm not, I'm not down. I'm not down with this Von Wagner experiment at all. All right, Briggs and Jensen. Okay, I like Briggs. I like the idea of two guys who drink beer and want to fight. This fatal four-way, stupid. Three of those four teams, meaning all the challengers, had no business being in a match for a title because none of them have won jack or shit. Um, that, that aside, that aside, the guy Jensen, not, I mean, I know he's tall, but I mean, he, he needs to be in the gym and, and work out for another year. Cause he's, he's got like that Sam Houston. He's not that lanky, but he's, he's got sort of like that young Barry Windham kind of when Kendall Windham, like Tommy Rich, sort of like big, but not impressive build. Like um, soft. Yeah. And I, I don't dig it at all. Um, like Hangman Page? No, Adam Page has muscles. I mean, he, he doesn't look soft. I mean, he's not like Adam Cole. Yeah, like Adam Cole. Um, so, no, I'm, I'm not into this. All. Now, maybe, and, and by the way, they wear the same type of shirts as Von Wagner. Maybe Von Wagner would be more natural in, in that role instead of Jensen. Um, because he, he looks more like a kick-ass guy than that. And let Briggs do the talking. Briggs is a pretty good talker. And yes, he does look like big Kevin Owens too. But um, so I, I like the song. I like Briggs. I don't like Jensen. Okay. What about the tag team of Carmelo Hayes and track Williams? I don't get this at all. First, I don't like anything about track Williams. I mean, all we heard is that Vince wants no one that no one that's under six, two or two thirty. track Williams is, is one of those guys who's was like, 165 but on top of that forget about me being a sizist carmelo hayes just won the breakout tournament he just earned a con uh, basically a money in the bank contract where he can cash in on any title that he wants and they put him with a tag team partner why what what for i mean at least he didn't cash in that contract for the for that tag team shot i mean that would have been a total waste so i mean you do all that and you make carmelo a tag team i mean that Seems very much like what AEW did with Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. It doesn't make sense. I mean, you have him win that tournament. You should push him as a single star. I mean, even if you're going to just put him in the cruiserweights or something like that, just do something with him single. I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense. He's not over enough that he can uh, carry um, Track Williams. So I, I I don't get it. But he but he is he has enough charisma and personality. He's a good enough speaker. That he didn't need Track Williams. So. I don't get it at all. Uh, so, yeah. All right. I mean, I can't really argue with you on many of those picks. Those I, mean, I like the Creed commentary. brothers. I like Toxic Attraction. I think oh, that my God. I love Toxic awesome. Attraction. I like that Frankie Monet's little plan seems to be backfiring, and she's doing – I think she's one of those people that's going to be – she's there to train and enhance, and eventually they'll – uh, put her with Morrison when they're ready to turn and face. Um, and, you know, the Miz is ready to come back and they'll do a program there. Um, 
I don't know. That'd be uh, fun. Did Dakota Kai get drafted? Let's see. Let me. I don't think so. But let me see. Let me bring these up again. Oops! Did I lose it? What happened here? Gosh darn it! I had it, and now I lost it. WWE draft results. Yes. Yes. I'm assuming you'll edit out this white noise. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna leave it in. I'm gonna put an I'm gonna put an ad on it. Well, Drew Yarry just let it go. <laughs> This is gonna, yeah, I don't see her drafted. What's who? Who again? What are we talking about? Dakota Kai? No, she's not here. Well, she's probably one of those on NXT that's that's going to be used sort of as a as a player coach. Um, are we missing any gimmicks that are pretty much notorious in wrestling? Uh, well, there was Andre Chase, who I like the gimmick. I don't like him. Sort of repeat the conversation on Duke Hudson. Duke Hudson. But I sort of like the Bobby Knight routine. I, like, I think the gimmick is okay. I, I just think it needs a different person. Okay. I'm not, I'm not digging these tall, lanky guys. Would you prefer them to be short and lanky? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Speaking of short and lanky, let's get into our AEW review. <laughs> you like you like how I segued there? Mm-hmm. That was a good one. Uh, did you watch AEW Dynamite? Of course I did. What did what did you think of the overall show? Um, it was a, Did you know that it was the two year anniversary of Dynamite? Of course you did. They fucking bashed you over the head with that every fucking tw- ten minutes. You know, it's funny, but the, the one time they didn't do it was in the in the very beginning. Um, they didn't, like, you know, there wasn't a banner or, or anything. That they kept talking about during the show, but it, it wasn't really promoted beforehand, which was sort of weird. They're usually very good about that. But this, this show had, like, a lot, a lot of abrupt stuff in it, like abrupt cutaways. Like, the show starts, and we've already got all eight guys in the ring, uh, you know, already. Um, no music, no entrances, which I'm not really complaining about. It just seemed weird. The Philadelphia crowd seemed hot. Um, but this first match was a mess. Um, you know, it was a spot fest, which isn't my favorite thing to begin with, but I don't mind it so much, but there were a couple really bad botches. Um, that indie taker was pathetic. Uh, and then Christian selling it like he, like his neck is broken. And so then it's like a handicap match. And, and the power slam, like all four guys couldn't get Luchasaurus up. And then, you know, Kenny Omega falls on his ass, the best wrestler in the world. Um, I don't know. But aside from that, fine. Adam Cole pinned Jungle Boy again, whatever. The bad guys win. Plenty of cheating. Fine. You know, it, you know. It, I'm sure the crowd enjoyed it live, I suppose. But I, I thought this match was a bit of a mess. Yeah, I didn't. Um, I don't have too many thoughts on it. I just. Again, thought it did what it was supposed to do, which is advance, I guess, some storylines. Some that are, uh, I don't know, still work in progress, 
guess we're going to see yeah, more yeah. Adam Cole versus Jungle Boy. The important thing is that Christian is already a background player. <laughs> That's the important part? Yeah. Well, the rate, the t- the impact ratings would have told you that. Oh, and the Twitch, the Twitch uh, ratings. Oh my God! Yeah, and 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 the Twitch income for Impact as well as a company—they exactly, they make exactly seventy thousand dollars. That's that's pitiful. Um. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, and then the next, like, it's funny because CM Punk comes out again, and of course he doesn't wrestle on Wednesday nights. In his promo, he forgot that his match was going to be on Rampage, so he said, "I'm going to wrestle tonight instead of buying you cheesecakes." Oh, cheesesteaks. Is it cheesecakes or cheesesteaks? He says he lives in in Philly for three years. Nobody lives in Philly for three years. Nobody live. Nobody lives anywhere in the U.S. That doesn't know it's Philly cheesesteaks, not cheesecakes. That Holy. that was. I mean, that really should have knocked down his his street cred. Now, I understand that he's like maybe a vegan or something at this point. Probably doesn't eat cheesesteaks, but I don't think he was in two thousand two, two thousand three. Um, anyway. You need to know the Philly is cheesesteaks. I mean, they should have booed him out of the building for that. And he goes, are you guys sick of this yet? Are you sick of me? And I'm saying yes. The crowd, obviously, they, they cry, they love him, whatever. But I'm tired of this. I'm tired of, of him coming out um, to these long introductions uh, and and basically giving a promo about nothing, basically being the narrator. One week he's the, the hype man, like telling you what the show is going to be. But this week it was basically just a love letter to himself from himself. And then he goes on commentary. He's okay. He's good at commentary. He's perfectly entertaining. I, I don't know that, that they're paying a guy $4 million a year, whatever they pay him, to do to sit on commentary. Um, but apparently they do, and he's wrestling down card. He starts with Darby Allen, which is arguably one of their top guys. His next match is with Will Hobbs, which arguably is one of their mid-guys who's supposedly on the on the rise. And now he goes to Daniel Garcia, who, despite how technically sound he might be, he's enhancement talent. He's he's a safe jobber that that has that's with a little faction of other safe jobbers. So he, he's wrestling down the card instead of up the card. Hey, as long as he's not uh, fighting for the uh, AW Championship, as, as long as I guess, fine, whatever. But you know, so. You know, listen, I was never a giant CM Punk fan, so I never I never got the whole thing. I was mostly not watching wrestling during his biggest years. I was just sort of popping in, sticking my nose in it. Uh, I knew him from the, the Straight Edge Society, which I found, you know, fairly entertaining. Um, but, like, you know, by the time he did the pipe bomb and whatever, I probably took, like, three years off in between that time. So, you know... Uh, you know, I never really got his stuff. I was not a Ring of Honor fan, you know, in 2000, 2002. Um, so yeah, I am now, which is, I guess, strange. Um, can, can I just say something? I don't know if we've had this conversation on this uh, platform or was it in private or maybe even the conversation was with somebody else. But CM Punk, if you take away his pipe bomb promo, what is he? What has he got? I, I, I don't know. I just told you that I that I didn't follow him during most of his career. I mean, I didn't watch Ring of Honor back then. And the only thing I remember from Ring of Honor back then was a bunch of guys that I didn't know who they were and Davey Richards and every now and then yeah, seeing sure. Jim Cornette. That's all I remember from it. Like, the pipe bomb didn't necessarily make CM Punk, but everybody cites it as, oh, that was the best thing ever. Like, I guess you could... 
you could liken Austin 316 to Austin's greatest promo. But even if you take that out of his history, right? He still got other things that you remember. I mean, it was just yesterday that, you know, this week, 23 years ago, he hit Vince with the bedpan. Yep. Like that was a memorable moment. Like that. What's CM Punk's you take away the pipe bomb and he doesn't have anything. I I don't know, but people love him. I don't know what to tell you. I I can't answer this question. I, I, you know, and this goes back to my point. And I was saying this when you asked me about the ratings. I said it was going to go below a million. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes below a million. Well, I was wrong. It was a million point oh two four. Was it? No, that it? no. That that my prediction was a million point oh two five. Uh, but last week I said like a million point oh five something or point oh five. It was a million. It, it was a million fifty three thousand something like that. So. 1.05 which is so i was a week early on my prediction so yeah i mean but as you pointed out last week part of your analysis was that the baseball playoffs were on and that was the number one you know uh show on cable or on tv la- uh, last night i think about 7.6 million which mm-hmm. i don't know if that's great or not i mean you know <laughs> but to your to your point you don't think that the people that are watching baseball are watching aw I don't think that many of them. I mean, I don't think that accounts for 150,000 or 125,000 less people, maybe 25,000 less of them. I mean, I, I, I just don't believe it. Maybe I'm wrong. I have nothing to back that up. I just I just don't think so. I mean, just, you know, the, the wrestling trend seems to continue to go down regardless of Monday night football or baseball. I mean, you know, maybe a championship game or something, you know, or game seven, you know, that has an impact, but run of the bill. No, I mean, and talk about something that's for old men to watch baseball. I mean, that, that's their demographic. <laughs> it wasn't old. It wasn't like a one and done wild card game. So it was kind yeah. of like a game seven. I don't know. You tell me, is seven point six million? You know, a big deal for baseball playoffs? Oh, you know, it's hard to tell because I mean, the number keeps dwindling. Same thing with I mean, the NFL. Mon- Monday Night Football does ten million more than that, and and their numbers dwindling. So I know football is far and away the biggest sport, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I I don't know the answer to that, but you know, I was closer this week than you were. You agreed, but I and the still... next two weeks is going to be all screwed up because AEW's preempted from Wednesdays, and there'll be dynamite. will be on oh, Saturdays, so I guess the live show will be Rampage. It's going to be a disaster. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's just not it's it to judge the ratings will, will not be effective the next couple of weeks. You know, they'll have to wait till they get back on Wednesday. We'll wait and see. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, this first off, I love the build to this. They build this to the nine o'clock hour. Tony Khan's got a special announcement. Tony Khan's got a special announcement <laughs> and then nine o'clock comes and I got, I got a Tony in the ring. I got Aubrey in the ring but I don't have a con in the ring. Where the fuck was Tony Khan for his own announcement? I don't know. This whole Tony Khan's got a big announcement thing is so weird. It's always so weird. I mean, and this would have been a big announcement had it not been broken two months ago by Andrew Zarian and then confirmed by pretty much everyone else. But this is the TBS belt. It's a secondary women's singles title. I think they need that like they need a hole in the head. 
I think trios title championships would have made a lot more sense. Everyone's heard my idea about the Obsidian titles for Dark and Dark Elevation to make those shows important. I don't need to go through that again. But whatever. A new title is a, is a big announcement. But yeah, it was weird to have Tony Schiavone and one of the referees doing that instead of Tony Khan. Now, he has said he's not going to be an on-screen character, but he's violated that a couple times. But but it's weird. It, it, whenever they say Tony Khan has a big announcement, it's always unpredictable whether it's going to be a fizzle of an announcement, whether you're going to get him or someone. I mean, it's usually someone else. But I, I was expecting Tony Khan. And that's where I, I guess my disappointment is because I do think like, okay, we're debuting a new title. That's a pretty big announcement. Mm -hmm. But if you're telling me Tony Khan has an announcement, I expect to hear Tony Khan give the announcement, not Tony Schiavone. I, I agree. I understand what you're saying. I mean, they, they've done this type of thing quite a bit, but in, in the world of sins, I, th I think this one is relatively small. I mean, I think this one is on the scale of the first match in the Queen's Crown being Carmella and Liv, which we've seen five <laughs> weeks in a row. I mean, it's, it's sort of, you know, in, in that arena. I am curious. The, the look of the TBS title. Um, I don't love it, but like a lot of things, you just get used to them. I mean, it's just a top. I mean, it's better than the NWA women's title, which looks like it's a, a kid's toy made of plastic. It's better than the first AEW women's championship, which was teeny tiny. Um. I don't know. I mean, it's okay. Uh, I mean, I don't love it. I didn't love the powder blue striping. I, I think that the TBS came out looking a little strange, like like the T is too small. But, I mean, this is really nitpicking. I, I, I don't get too uptight with how belts look and, and what kind of tights somebody's wearing. I'm, I'm not that interested in that sort of thing. So, Do you, I'm more, do you see any correlation in that the TNT title has a red ribbon Monday Night Raw and the TBS title has a blue ribbon SmackDown. Mm, except it's baby blue. But yeah, I, yeah, there is something to that, I suppose. The strange thing is that, you know, the TV shows are going to switch networks in, you know, in four months. So we're going to have the secondary title, women's title. Is it going to be only on dynamite on tbs or is it gonna is it gonna be on both brands i mean the, the tnt title has certainly been defended on rampage but rampage has been on tnt mostly and will continue to be on tnt so i don't really understand what's going to happen with that but i mean that's more curiosity i also can't figure out who the face would be that would get this title i mean i assume they're saving thunder rosa for pursuing the main title, even though she's in the tournament. Jade Cargill did say she was going to be the face of Rampage, but if Dynamite moves to TBS, then that wouldn't make much sense, and then you'd have both your female champions being heels, which is fine by me. It, you know, Is it going to be Anna Jay um, you know, when she takes over the Dark Order um, you know, or Ty Conti? But it, I don't know. I mean, is Ty Conti even in the tournament? I mean, it's only like six women in the tournament. Are they just going to give it to Ruby Riot, to, uh, Soho? Sorry, to say they give that she has a title and now she's been validated. I'm I'm not sure, but I mean, you know, I'm interested to see which way they go with it. But as far as the title itself, I didn't love it, but it does it. You know, it, it's not going to get me upset. You bring up a lot of good points, yeah. um, all of which I don't have any answers to, but I also had the same questions. Good. 
Well, finally, um, I, finally, I agree with you. Let's move on to the, uh, not the TBS title, the MJF and Darby Allen thing. So Darby has a backstage promo. Um, or, oh, earlier in the night, I guess, what is it? Darby's wrestling uh, Nick Camarado. Captain Caveman, yeah. And, <laughs> he does and, beat, and beats him easily. And he beats him easily. And then QT runs in and gives Sting a diamond cutter. <laughs> Sting no sells it. Sting no sells it. Now, if you're DDP, if you're Stone Cold Steve Austin, are you pissed? Stone Cold Steve Austin? You mean Randy Orton? Right, Randy Orton. Okay, there's a subtle difference. Sure, of course. Yeah. Uh, well, the move. Stone Cold did the stunner. Um, no, I, 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 don't, I don't think you care about that. I mean... Listen, the the thing about AEW is because the the live shows are also the TV shows, they have to pay fan service and get ratings. So the crowd loves to see the icons no-sell the moves, and QT Marshall is just that much of a boob. But, I mean, it's dopey. You have a 62-year-old man no-selling a cutter from a guy who's supposed to be a professional wrestler. Um, so does it bother me? A little bit, yeah, because the TV show, I mean, the difference between house shows and attraction matches on pay-per-views and TV is that there's not supposed to be that abject fan service. But AEW has to do both, and their fans seem to love it. I thought it was dopey, but I don't care about QT Marshall, so fine. You know, what, what, what can I say? Um, I don't like what the, I mean, I thought that the match with Camarado and Darby was not impressive. I thought a coffin dropped to the back was was weird and didn't look like it would i mean it didn't look like it would take me out for a three count let alone him <laughs> um i don't know maybe that's camarado's fault maybe he was in the wrong position who knows he's he's a rookie um i don't know whole thing was whole thing was a bit odd and people are talking about oh this this promo really explains darby's mentality and is really going to the story but darby is such who, a bad speaker who, who i, I said this well, I, I've read it on social media. I've heard it on some other podcasts, oh, but um, I this this segment didn't do anything for me. But I thought the segment with MJF and well, the who we presume to be the pinnacle, I thought that was well done. I mean, it was derivative, but I thought it was fun. It was good. I, I hold on a second. I don't think that that was the pinnacle. I know oh. that Shivani thought that that was a pinnacle. Mm -hmm. Just because you see some some thugs come out of a limo doesn't mean that that's the pinnacle right well the one guy used a chair that's sort of the chairman's gimmick there was one guy who looked like a full-size wrestler one guy in a suit that was small that looked like mjf and two other sh short squat guys who uh, you know look like ftr i think that's all coincidental i think this is uh, a lot of hearsay you think these are the ninjas that attacked uh samoa joe i, I want to bring something uh to light here it's retribution uh, this guy Sting is always by this guy's side, right, Darby? Mm -hmm. But this time he's not around, right? Clearly not always. So maybe one of the masked men was Sting. Could be. Have you thought about that? Not Judge? until now. I'm telling you right now, don't trust Sting. Sting is jealous of the spotlight. He's playing second fiddle to this kid. I'm pretty sure Sting beat him up. Okay, that's a, that's a, that's a good QAcon this week. Thank you. I came up with it all by myself. Good job. Yeah, it was... <laughs>
it was very good. Um, I'm surprised you skipped over Arn Anderson lighting a bonfire in Cody's backyard. That that whole ridiculous segment. I, I must have missed that. I must have blacked out during that, that por- portion. What was that about? Uh, well, I guess Arn was trying to get Cody's attention, and and Cody is you know pretending to be at home at night, you know, relaxing, watching the evening news. He's in a three-piece suit with his tie done up, and you know, he's a pink shirt, pink tie, you know, white suit, whatever. Um, and you know, Arn is giving a little speech, and then Cody's like, "What are you doing, Arn? What are you doing here? Why, why you couldn't have called?" And you know, Arn gives the his little talk about how he's, you know failed us and he and he's all he cares about is being a reality tv show star and then go back to your your show see on like i think people are hearing what they want to hear out of arm but if you listen to the words like his sentences together sometimes don't connect they almost impeach each other but at some point arn goes you left us and he slapped him <laughs> which is pretty funny and he wants cody to, <laughs> to throw his suit into the fire cody won't but he finally uh, uh Seeds nice to it, and he and he and he throws his tie into the into the fire, not the rest of the suit. And that was sort of the abrupt end of the segment and the abrupt beginning. Uh, there was also an abrupt beginning to Sheeta's fiftieth match, which, by the oh way, she God. didn't win. We got a Serena Deeb heel turn. I um, loved everything about that. that yeah, match. no, I, I like that too. I thought that was good, and maybe most all is that you're finally giving some of the women wrestlers characters you know, you, mm-hmm, you start, mm-hmm. like there were so many of them who were just sort of meandering about they were just sort of in the background they they bring them up every, you know bring them out every now and then but you didn't really know who was facing or heel you didn't really care you didn't know who you were going to see next week now it seems like we're going to have a little feud so that if anybody gives a sheeta about sheeta at least they'll see sheeta again i told you nobody gives a sheet about sheeta and god damn it the the, the pounding that serena deep took to sheeta I loved it. I loved every minute. I love the fact that even after the match, she took that stupid uh, uh, participation award and, right. and <laughs> mashed her in the face with it. I, I can't tell you how many of those I've had in my life the same thing. They, they probably cost like 25 bucks. <laughs> I loved it. Here's the 50, 50th win. It was ridiculous when they gave it to, who was it, Jungle Boy? Uh-huh. It's, it's even ridiculous now. The, the one thing that didn't make it ridiculous was the fact that Serena Deeb was like, Give me this stupid shit, and then clocked her with it. Right. Great. I just wonder where she got these wins because I never, I, I barely seen her wrestle. It's happening on Dark Elevation and uh, whatever other. What's there? Isn't there like five shows that they have now? Being the <laughs> Elite, Dark, Dark, dark yeah. Elevation. They're, they're all happening on Dark, dark Elevators, elevators. Dark Deceleration, it. Dark Acceleration. Dark, which one's the show that they do uh, out Dark of uh, Orlando now? Who knows? AW, Main event. Watching. Nitro. Thunder. <laughs> Superstars. Wrestling Challenge. Right, dark. Total nonstop action. <laughs> um, going back to Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson can't make up his mind. He, 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 I, I really think that he's senile in these promos. And the worst part is they could have just edited this. Like, again, he's mixed up. Well, if he doesn't want to associate with losers, why is he going to Cody's house? That's a good question. I will say that this home invasion was about as good as Seth's home invasion. <laughs> Seth's, Seth was at least successful. Like, yeah. he pissed off. His goal was to piss off Edge and scare him. 
But nobody was home. Aren't because he's scared. Exactly. Mission accomplished. At, at least, at Arn, least Cody was home, so Arn could de- deliver his message to Cody. But Arn, and, well, but Arn Anderson said that he's done associating with losers the week before, and then Speaking he drives which, to this guy's house. So, somehow the dynamite ratings were re- were released and put everywhere, but Roads to the Top Week Two wasn't, even though they had a Hangman Page promo snuck into the first commercial break to try to keep people to watch it. I mean. Listen, that can't be that can't be a good sign because they, they overperform week one and everyone's saying how terrible that show is. I haven't watched it. I didn't I watch episode it. one. I didn't watch episode I two. So I'm not talking about it. I'm just going on to complete hearsay. I have no interest in it. I don't watch Ms. and Maurice either. I hear that's better, but I don't watch that either. Um, but, I mean, I, I, I bet that show went from 422 probably down to like 122. I love watching that show. It's just so hokey and 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 you you can obviously see like it's a reality show, but they stage certain parts of it. Like uh, this week, Brandy's like, "I'm not getting in the a nightmare bus." Like then I'm a pregnant woman. I'm I'm not gonna. And then all you want to do is party with QT all the time on this stupid bus. Ugh. Oh, it was so that sounds cheesy. fun. I loved it. Oh, game the the back view of QT's head where the hair plugs stop. <laughs> <laughs> and there's still that demarcation between where the hair stops and then his real baldness uh, is real. I mean, it's, uh, hair plugs are just unfortunate. And then finally, we've got what? Uh, the Sa- Sammy Guevara versus. Uh, oh, no, we've got two matches to, to discuss. Sammy Guevara versus Bobby Fish, real quick. Uh, are we surprised here that Sammy won? Also. Of course not. Bobby Fish is now AEW. What happened to his MLB, MLW contract? I guess he just signed up for the one tapings that happened last weekend, and so it, it it's done. Or he has a contract that, you know, with MLW that allowed him to go other places. I'm guessing he just signed up for the one weekend tapings, and that's his arc, and it's over. Um, if you're so, MLW, you lost MJF. You lost uh, Pillman Jr. Who else did they lose? Anybody else? Um. To, uh, to AEW, uh, I'm not sure. I mean, the, the funny thing is that Sean Devari works for WWE, but I've still seen him on MLW shows. Now, I don't know if those were taped way back when or, or whatever, but he's still part of Contra. Um, I don't really know who they lost. I mean, I know they lost like everyone who was with AAA, like Laredo Kid, like none of those people, are out, but they have like some people that. Are so sporadic anyway, like Ace Romero left for Impact. I mean, but they they have people that come and go all the time. Like their core is a, is a pretty thin roster, so I, I couldn't I really it, even tell you. I guess I bring it up because I, 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 you would think that you would learn your lesson to not sign guys to like per date. Um, I guess for shows because. Then you just lose them. Well, maybe they thought that some people would want to watch him. I mean, I, I I can't imagine wanting to sign Bobby Fish for anything other than to be a coach or a trainer. Um, I don't know why AEW would sign him. I mean, other than as charity, unless he's going to be a coach or a trainer. But, I mean, everyone's like, yeah, he looks to be in great shape. He's, it was a great match. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a great match. He's not a great shape. He's in good shape for a 43 or 44-year-old. But, I mean... He's a small guy. He's you know he's obviously not going to be pushed. I, I you know, and nor should he be. 
So is he there just because he's going to be another safe guy like a Daniel Garcia or a 2.0? Fine, so be it. But, I mean, I, it's just people get so excited with every signing with AEW, and, and they, you know, somebody today on Twitter was telling me, they're like, it doesn't feel like anyone really gets lost in the shuffle with AEW. I said, no, I, I think you're just busy looking at all the new shiny toys, and you're forgetting all the people who have gotten lost in the shuffle. I mean, you know, I just named some like Griff Garrison, you know, what, what you know what, what's what's going on with you know uh, you know what's going on with private party you know where, where's their where's their big ascension you know just you know what, what's going on with PNP what's going on with FTR you know what, what's happening with half the women's roster but I'm with the big swells she had one promo and then gone so I mean there's you know plenty of people is Pac really in a big program you know there, there's tons of people what's Wardlow doing not much of anything so. You know, I, I think they just forget because they're they're looking at you know Yugi Nagata one week of a Suzuki one week, and then Bobby Fish comes in, and then this one and the other one. Homicide's there for one day. I mean, there are people saying Homicide was going to be the Joker. I mean, and I, I couldn't. Even, <laughs> that was my reaction too, but I couldn't even say they're wrong because who knows what what they're going to do? I mean, it, you know, it's it's Billy. You know, you you could see them bringing in you know Raven as the Joker or the Sandman or something just to try to. Harking back to ECW, I mean, I actually think they made the right call with it. But people talking, oh, it's going to be it's going to be Bray Wyatt, whose non compete doesn't end for another three weeks. Um, you know, all, all sorts of supposition. I'm like, yeah, it'll probably just be Leo Rush, who did another promo and he's absolutely doing Matt Hardy's gimmick. And apparently, he's trying to recruit Dante Martin. So I guess they're going to have a feud, or 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 more likely, Dante will uh, accept Leo's offer and. He'll get buried and mired in mediocrity like Hardy Family Office. Yeah. And what is this? Uh, I also don't understand. I'm sorry. I mean, let's talk over here, but I don't understand why Leo Rush is doing a promo about Dante Martin when Dante Martin just started this program with Aleister Black. So obviously, Aleister Black's either going to kill him or Leo Rush is going to interfere. And then it's going to be Aleister Black against Leo Rush. I mean, I don't understand. Are they going to try and turn Aleister Black? face because the crowd loves them and so they're gonna make leo rush the heel and they're gonna try and turn i i don't get it i don't understand two stories with dante martin in one night he's not a champion i get it if more than one people talk about the tnt title holder or the tag team titles or the world championship I understand, but two people talking about dante martin i don't I, involved in a dante martin story I, I i just don't get it i mean i i i can get it if you're telling me that the end goal is to put dante martin and you know, um, Leo Rush. I want to keep calling him LBO Leo Rush because he's like leverage I'm buyout. Leverage, I'm leverage buy, leverage buyout. Um, so if that's the end goal, okay, fine. But are you going to feed Leo Rush to Malachi? You don't want to do that. Or, or are you going to feed Dante Martin to Leo Rush, or Leo Rush to Dante Martin? It's a Dante Martin to Leo Rush. I would imagine. I I have no idea. I mean, if you're trying to build up a young star in Dante Martin, but Leo Rush is also young too, but he's unreliable. I mean, I, I would Leo put Rush Dante will, over. If they're going to put Dante over, Leo Rush will quit again. Well, okay, but he's going to quit again anyway. I mean, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> been his that's been his history is is of quitting. Um, anyway, I did like the segment with. I was wondering why they were giving Dante Martin time and you know on this very crowded show to cut a promo and I like the Alistair Black stuff. I mean, I've liked that. I'm sorry, Malachi Black. I, I've liked everything he's done. 
And I thought that you were going to go crazy if he disappeared, but it turns out that after the lights were out, he was just sort of like kicked out. They just sort of threw him outside of the ring unconscious. So, so it wasn't even a supernatural thing that you could go nuts about. Good. Dark Order, maybe their problems are resolved. Anna Jay seems to be the one laying the, the law down. No Ty Conte, but possibly we're getting our Dark Queen. Anna Jay may be the leader of the Dark Order, which it's about a year too late. Agreed, but I mean, she was injured. I know she was injured, but they, she could still be their leader with an injury. I mean, I mean, most of the time, most, they're just standing around anyway. This is also true. Um, Let's talk about this last match. This casino, casino Battle, Battle Royal. Royal. Yeah, talk about a bunch of people mired in, in, in nothingness. <laughs> did, did it feel like a big Battle Royal to you? Like a, I guess a ladder match. Um. No, because you knew that Hardy and Orange Cassidy were out there to cancel each other out. Hardy has no business being in this match anyway because he hasn't won anything. Orange Cassidy shouldn't need to be in this match because he's like 17-1. and one. He's been the perennial number one contender and never gets a title <laughs> match. Um, you knew Lance Archer wasn't winning because he's one of those guys mired in mediocrity. You knew Pac and Andrade were there to cancel each other out, even though they're both mired in you know, sort of mediocrity, but at least they, they they could have a nice mid-card feud. It just doesn't it just doesn't seem to be any time or space for it. Um and Moxley, I mean it just sort of feels like he's there to, you know, his vendetta against New Japan and eventually sometimes with Eddie Kingston. And you know, I, I you know, I don't think anyone thinks that he's gonna be the first two time AW champion. Um because everyone feels it's gonna be Adam Page or you know, they're, you know, they're going to put Daniel Bryan in there or, you know, I, I, I just don't know. But I just didn't feel like, you know, once they announced Adam Page as the Joker, and rightfully so, he should have been, um, you knew who was going to win. But it begs the question. I mean, we haven't heard about the birth of his child. So if he was actually on like a paternity leave, like if his wife's on bed rest or something, kudos to them for doing it. If they just made that up, to make this story so that people were like doing the math and saying, yeah, he's not coming back. Well done. Cause that is, you know, that was well done. Um, but if he was sitting at home for no reason and they just came up with it, they got lucky, but whatever it was, this, this was, this was the right call. I mean, I'm personally disappointed because my Passover page line, which I love very much, um, <laughs> you know, maybe you have to put on hiatus. We'll see what happens within the next couple months. Um, but yeah, the, you know, it was good. They got a big pop from the crowd. And, uh, I, the thing is like, I feel like a fool saying that because like almost everyone gets a big pop from the crowd, but I guess not everyone does like Ruby Soho doesn't. And there's, there's plenty of people that get tepid pops from the crowd. Um, Everybody said that this was a really big pop. I didn't, I didn't register that. I, I registered like immediately, like, again, like, kind of like Ruby Soho. It gets loud and then it just dies down, and then, you know, when they when Paige gets face to face with that with uh, Moxley, then the crowd's back into it. Then I feel like real famous, like the the real you know the big gets get pops. Adam Cole's getting his pops. CM Punk's getting his pops. Daniel Bryan's getting his pops. But the other ones do are are characters like Orange Cassidy, uh, like Jungle Boy. And be, and the reason why I say that is because Luchasaurus also gets a huge pop, and and he's also a character, or at least looks like one. But he doesn't do anything. He generally eats pins. He you know he, he 
you know, it, it's not like he's ever been pushed for anything as a solo guy, but he gets a pop too. People love him. Like I'd love to think it's because he's big and looks tough, but I think it's just because he's another character. I think people like characters and Hangman Page, he's the drunk cowboy. And I think people like that character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I had a suspicion that he was going to be the uh, Joker and then he shows up. And the minute he showed up, I was like, all right, he's going to win this. I had a fear he was going to be the Joker because, you know, Passover page, but no, it was, it was the right call. Yeah. Um, anything else for AEW? No, I can't really think of much. I can't really remember much from Rampage that was noteworthy last week. I mean, it seems like Miro's on hiatus as well. Um, yeah. So we'll see what happens there. But no, I mean, you know, there's some other noteworthy things in the world of wrestling right now or probably just ending was MLW's uh, first televised show on Vice TV. But the, the, it was, the match happened last weekend. And by the time anyone hears this, it won't be a spoiler. Hammerstone and Jacob Fatu fought title versus title. Hammerstone was the open or the neverweight champion or the openweight champion. Fatu was the MLW world's heavyweight champion. Hammerstone won. He's now a dual champion. He holds two belts in MLW. I hear this match was great, so I'm going to watch it. I'm looking forward to seeing two big, tough guys who look like wrestlers fight and check this one out. That said, MLW, their last two shows on YouTube, so these are you know growing over time, but the show from a week ago, which was in the 30,000s, now is up to 69,000. The show from two weeks ago, uh, it's now up to 101,000 people watch it. So I, you know, I don't know if they'll do better on Vice than they did on YouTube numbers wise. I, I, I they better hope so because those numbers on YouTube aren't that great, and YouTube is free. Vice is uh, on a cable package, so I'm, I have my concerns. Mm-hmm. Um, we confirmed with our friend Josh Nasum um, from Figure Four Online that the NWA 73 and NWA Empower buy rates have not been released, neither individually nor as a package. And as he usually does, he admits that that usually means when they're not reported, they're very low. We've already learned that very low, it gets leaked out when it's close to 10,000 from Impact, when they had the one Kenny Omega show that uh, got to 9,300 or 9,800, whatever the number was. Mm -hmm. So whatever it is, it's probably considerably under 9,000 because, you know, so, you know, I, I thought it would be what like eleven hundred or something like that, and and I thought you, I think you were more optimistic. We may never know, but whatever it was, it was less than ten thousand. So we're going to call that one a flop. And I also hear that the, uh, I thought the card was underwhelming. I watched. I didn't think it was a. It was even a great showcase of indie women's wrestling. I, it was uncoordinated. People, other people are starting to say that now out loud. Six seven weeks later, you just wait till it's. Um... It's Tessa's turn with WoW. Yeah, well, that's the other big news. WoW, we knew that it was being rebooted. It, it sounds like Tessa is going to be have the book, maybe, or some creative control. But you know, she's she's the big name that they're building around. And AJ Lee was announced that she's going to be in a producer role backstage. That she's not going to wrestle and she's not going to be an on-air character, at least not as a wrestler. But I'm not going to watch WoW. Are you going to watch WoW? I mean, it depends on the. I might tune in every once in a while, depending on where it's going to be. Hmm. Well, we'll have to talk about whether or not I need to do that or not. But I, I wasn't planning on it. Um, I mean, I think I mean, we should watch the the first one. 
Okay. Talk about. I mean, it depends who else they sign. I mean, if they sign other people that I know that are working for other promotions, Tootie Lynn, you know, Tootie Lynn, that'd be fine. But you know, uh, uh, you know, Lady Frost, Amber Nova, Selena De La Renta. I mean, there's there's people out there oh, that, that there you, you know, genocide, Holly Dead. There's people that we've heard of. You know, Allison Kay's been sort of doing the circuit. Alex Chelsea. Gracia. Alex Gracia. That's right. Uh, Green's been working multiple promotions. I mean, there there are people out there that if I've heard of them, I I might check it out. Mm, very good. I think it's great great opportunity for more. I I, I like that everybody's uh, now riding the wave of uh, AEW's success and try, giving it a shot. Good for AJ. Good for those people behind. Wow. It's good that everybody's getting places to work and everyone's getting chances. I I just feel like we're in. Like, I feel like this is a bubble and it's going to pop. I mean, not not all of these things are succeeding. Not all of these things can succeed. I don't know. I mean, I know I'm a skeptic or a cynic, whatever you want to say, and I recognize that. So, you know, I just, I just feel like that, that there is an overdose. Like, there's way too much wrestling on for people. I mean, just AEW programming alone is, is what, the, 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 the dark and dark elevation or uh, two or three hours each a week? Yeah, nobody, nobody's got time for all that. And then you got two. Well, there are people who do. I, I don't know. And I don't. There's a lot of wrestling on. A lot of wrestling. Uh, I fear for Ring of Honor. I fear for NWA. I fear for MLW. I, I'm not sure about WOW. I, I still am a real skeptic that women's wrestling and only women's wrestling has by itself as a draw. I mean, obviously, there are people are interested in it as part of a ensemble show. But it's gonna get there. I'm telling we'll you. See. We'll see. Maybe. We'll see. I mean, the one irony, remember uh, this week, Dave Meltzer came out and, and often as he does when he talks about females, put his foot in his mouth. He said that if, if all the people who were watching AEW were men, they'd be doing great because they're, they're killing it in the men, but no women watch their, watch their show and that more women watch WWE. I mean, I, I don't even know what that's supposed to mean. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it could just be that, because WWE's audience is older, more of them are married, and they're, you know, they watch with their spouse. I, I have no idea. Um, but you would think the younger, hipper show would would uh, be attractive to female wrestling fans as well, which seems to be be more acceptable with younger women. I mean, I didn't know any female wrestling fans growing up. I knew I knew a, a small handful, but I mean. They wouldn't have watched AEW. I knew none, but and and now I know several, and and for the most part, they do watch AEW. So I, I, I mean, you know, wrestling is more of a guy sport, just like boxing is more of a guy sport. But yep, so, but yep. It, it was a it was a weird statement by Meltzer, because if the women, if if all the if all of the women viewers were replaced with male viewers, it would still be the same number of viewers. They would just yeah. be a different sex. I mean, so it it wouldn't he's, it wouldn't change anything. So it, it didn't make any sense. I mean, it's like you hit your pillow; guy. it's big on one side, but it's still the same pillow. It's still the same volume. All right, so let's do uh, ratings, and then I don't know if there's anything else on your mind. But impact went down again, one hundred and fifteen thousand. Remember, that's a week ago Thursday. SmackDown up a little bit, two point two five two million. Maybe that was a draft. Slight bump, but they've been around 2.2, 2.1. So, you know, again, a nominal bump. 
Rampage this week did its lowest ever, 622. The interesting thing about it is that the most watched match was Jack Evans against Orange Cassidy. Now, I don't know if it's because Orange Cassidy is the draw. He might be. I don't know if it's the, it was a gimmick match with the they want someone people wanted to see Jack Evans lose his hair. It could have been that too. Um, but the middle of the card, uh, you know, didn't didn't do so well. And Brian Danielson versus Nick Jackson uh, was not the not by any stretch the the biggest quarter hour. Now people are saying this was a great match. I mean, it was okay. There were only two possible finishes: a schmaz or Daniel. I'm sorry, Brian wins, and Brian won. He won with what they call the cattle mutilation, the cattle mutilator. I, um, I, don't, I don't remember. You know, a one-hour show is a very easy show to watch. Um, but I, I didn't think Rampage was great. But anyway, six twenty-two, not great. It's their lowest yet. Raw one point eight five six. They're calling it a draft bump that went up from about one point seven something last week. Um, so you know. 100, 150,000 more. SmackDown probably did about 75,000 more. So maybe it's a draft bump. I don't, I don't know. You know what uh, that means, Jeff? What? More drafts? Trending up. Trending up. It might have been a Goldberg bump. <laughs> even, even though I absolutely hate this Goldberg story. I mean, Goldberg is so the heel. I'm going to kill you. I want to kill you. I'm going to kill you. What? What is this? Shut up. Um, and I and I can't believe they're going to job out Lashley to, to Goldberg. And they brought back the Hurt Business just so that the Hurt Business – the Cedric and Shelton can go back to being jobbers instead instead of being, you know, you know, they win some, they lose some, but but they're tough guys. Heels, 73,000. NXT, 632,000. We've already talked about it's a reset. I understand why it's going down because it's very discombobulated. The average age 62, bizarre. Um, but you know, maybe in a few weeks, maybe they'll listen to the show, get rid of some of the acts that stink, maybe replace some of the characters were people who do those characters better. Um, I don't know, but it's very much, I mean, it feels very much minor league or very much impacty where, you know, you know, or MLW where like half of it is good and half of it is bad. Um, dark the last three weeks, 301,000 this, this week, 360,000 from a week ago and two weeks ago, 551 elevation 293 this week, which was episode 32. I could not find episode 31 on YouTube. I even searched specifically for 31 <laughs> and nothing came up. So I don't know if it was preempted last week or what. But uh, episode 30 from two weeks ago did 499,000. So, yeah, I guess, uh, you know, that's that. So, you know, trending down ish. I mean, it wasn't too long ago that we would look back three weeks and we were getting 750, 800. There were even a couple where it got to a million. Um, yep. so trending down on that. I mean, again, wrestling overdose too much. Yep. We got anything else to cover? Not on my list, sir. Not on my list. All right. I think we're done, man. Let's wrap it up. We got anything to plug? Uh, perennially plugging Garden of Doom. Then the Philem Anthropology Conference is behind us, but they are going to sell DVDs. So please do that because if they sell a lot, then next year the conference, they're going to fly me into the UK. So that'll be awesome. So you can listen to all the related shows on Garden of Doom, but also what we are doing theme month. So a couple weeks ago, we did British science fiction. This week did uh, Star Trek. And this coming week is the MCU with our friend Drew Yari, who's been on this show a couple times. And congrats to Drew Yari for celebrating his 200th show. Uh, he was kind enough to have me on that show. So thanks again, Drew. Uh, that was great. Me, 
RJ, the Brooklyn Savage, and and Ruben Prime were on that show with Drew. So check that out if you uh, get a chance. Uh, uh, why am I not invited? Nobody likes you. <laughs> this is true. Nobody likes yeah. me. The funny thing is that uh, Drew, I'm pretty sure, had been defending Karrion Cross's outfit. And now today he posted, the outfit just doesn't work. It's stupid. <laughs> like, weren't you arguing with me about this just weeks ago? And we're both cross supporters, but you know he, he's more a, you know, an apologist supporter. I'm like that old outfit's dumb. Just let him be himself. But uh, I don't That's know. Funny. Yeah. So anyway, congrats, Drew. But yeah. So I plug Guard on Doom. Please check out that show. It is not about wrestling. It's about all sorts of things other than that. And after this theme month, we'll we're gonna do UFO month, and I've got some great authors and ufologists on, um, and. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I've got the show booked through this year, and then I'm going into the winter of 2022. It it sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, before we wrap, uh, Jeff, there was one question that came through the mailbag, um, and it came uh, right as we were recording this. And the question is, why did it take you – why did the start of the show um, – take 20 minutes because <laughs> i was really upset and scratching my head to try to figure out why lily wasn't drafted and i'm really <laughs> wondering about why lily wasn't drafted i mean i sort of get charlie but the whole lily thing was very confusing to me so that's why i apologize to that listener for making it take 20 minutes uh we can talk about tw- 20 minutes about uh whichever dark side of the ring show was on last week but i don't think Anyone really cared about it. it? It wasn't that interesting to show. No, I think everybody got gassed from a plane ride. A plane right, ride. Guys, that's, yeah. that, that's pretty much episode uh, 53 of uh, the Hammerlock Hangover. Thanks for tuning in. I hope uh, we can bring you some more wrestling news, wrestling tidbits next week, and the week after that, and the week after that. I am Steve. Jeff. Stable, my friends. Have a good one, everybody.